You are listening to the Process for Profit podcast. We are here to help you, the creative small business owner, put more efficient operations into your business to increase your profit and impact. We're gonna give you the systems to create a solid foundation in your business to allow you to build your empire. Hey there, I'm Brittany Dixon, systems queen and process for profit strategist. You're gonna hear about solutions and strategies that allow you to make a bigger impact doing what you love instead of wasting hours doing what you don't. Come on in and let us organize your overwhelm so you can get back to your zone of genius. Hey, Danielle, I'm so excited that you are here to chat today. Hi, Brittany. How are you? Good, good. So everyone listening, I'm excited to introduce Danielle Nava-Mihares. She actually owns Nava Consulting. We actually met through Boss Moms. It's been a few years now, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. And then we actually got to meet in person and hang out at the Sparkle Hustle Grow Retreat in Mexico. So that was super, super fun. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Danielle and then I'll dive in and let her tell you a little bit more about herself and her story. She started her consulting business, Nava Consulting, in 2017 after a 25-year career in the nonprofit sector. Previously, she served in program and executive management leadership at local, state, and national NPOs. She's trained and certified body language specialist and spent a year in over 200 hours training in lie detection, body language basics, including facial reading and vocal power. She's a conference presenter, coach, and professional development trainer for individuals and organizations and lives in California with her husband and their son. She's an avid community volunteer, book lover, and swears by the perfect paper planner and pens. That's say that time five times <laughs> fast, right? That's just like the process for profit show. Like, um, so yeah, anyway, dive in and tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got here. Hi. Great. Well, thanks so much first for having me uh, come and chat with you. This is terrific. And this is one of my favorite topics, talking about body language. And the reason truly, truly, I am a longtime nonprofit career person, retired myself a few years ago. Uh, but I am no stranger to meetings and network events and fundraising and all those kinds of things. And as a, a team person, my, my team closest to me would get to see me and what I look like when I'm processing deeply and thinking about things. And often they would say, Hey, Danielle, are you angry? Do you not like this idea? Are we picking it the wrong way? And like, no, why would you say that? I'm, I'm thinking, I'm concentrating. And I would say, cause your face looks like it's angry. <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh, I really, you know, like how many years <laughs> have I been sending the wrong messages? And so I was fortunate enough to connect with someone who is in San Francisco who was doing body language work. And she just sort of was speaking my language. And I was like, I need to work with this woman. I need her to figure out, help me figure out how to match my face and have it communicate what I'm actually intending to communicate. So in my case, like, no, I'm not angry. I'm really into what you're saying. I'm thinking. And just in diving in and figuring out tools and tactics for myself, I was like, I want to do this. So in 2017, I connected with the science of people. I got accepted into their training modality and 
that's it. I'm trained in everything from lie detection to romance, online dating to um, even how to pick the right profile picture. So vocal power, how to do power body language, even when you're sitting down, like all kinds of nooks and crannies within the bigger constructs of positive body language. So yeah, that's so interesting. I love yeah. That. Now I try to use these, these kind of superpowers, if you will, really supporting women and, and others who are in the work field who, or, or even on a personal note saying, Hey, I want to amp up my personal presence and influence and my communication overall. So I get to have a run of, of experiences with a variety of people who come in contact with me for for various reasons. That's awesome. Yeah. And I love how you said your superpower because we kind of, and I actually struggled with this when I first started the business, I was like, Oh, no one's going to pay me to organize. It's so easy. Right. Like, <laughs> But it is, it's the superpower that we're really great at that other people aren't good at. So, and I think yeah. that you're in a super, super interesting field. I don't think I've ever come across anyone else that does what you do. So um, <laughs> yeah, super cool. So yeah, we're going to yeah. kind of stray a little bit from the usual format that I do for guest interviews because we are in this just weird time right now and diving into kind of a super important topic that I feel like everyone would resonate with. We all know now that virtual work and virtual workspace and meetings and things are bigger than ever with the craziness that's happening in the world. And many of us were already kind of doing that with our businesses. We were actually talking about this before. It really wasn't a transition for you and I, but there are a lot of people that are now being forced to communicate virtually through video chats and more phone calls and FaceTime and all these different tools and apps we have. So I wanted to bring Danielle on today to talk about how we can really still be effective communicators, even when we're in this virtual workspace right now. So do you want to maybe kind of speak to the top issues or things you can see potentially happening with communication in this just kind of virtual reality that everybody's in right now? Yeah, totally. I I think you're right. You know, I've been remotely working and doing lots of zoom work for the last few years but it it is it is something to get more familiar with as we move into this unknown territory of how long we'll be communicating virtually so let me say this that when we are in person we have the ability to be able to build trust almost immediately we shake hands which creates you know the power of touch haptics when we connect with someone and are able to give a good, strong handshake, that amps up your influence, your charisma, your likability. When you see people face-to-face, all of those things really have impact on really how warm and charismatic you come across. It's harder to to do that online, right? Yeah, definitely. There's also something about taking your online calls, and you're at home, right? So, (laughs) hence, like, messy bun in like yep. me for right now and yoga pants or, or, you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily wearing things that I would go out to serve my clients in, yeah. but I'm comfortable. That's all good. You know, be comfortable. This is the uncertain time. So we should all be comfortable working together, but there is a couple of, of um, things to be mindful, particularly if you're new or if you're not and you're just, Hey, I, I haven't even thought about these things, but you know, here's a couple of things that I, I'm seeing. I, I see folks not able to really connect to the camera. And so when you're doing business with people, it's hard when they're, when they're moving around or you're moving around, 
uh, and you can't see their face, you can't you can't really connect with them. And so those are a couple of things that I'm noticing now of like people multitasking while they're online and and maybe it's an, a need. But for the most part, I have a couple of things I I have like four tips I want to offer folks. <laughs> One of them is back it up. So move a, away from the screen a little bit, kind of lean lean into wherever you're sitting a little bit. Back it up, push it back just enough so people can see your torso and your hands. Your hands are your trust factor, and many of us tend to utilize our hand motions when we're making a point. That is critical to your warmth factor, your charismatic factor, your connection factor. So I would say move it back just a little bit so that we can get a, a fuller view of you versus just your face. Yeah, no, uh, that's that's a really good one. I And I guess I never even really thought about that either. I, I kind of have mine set up that way because I'm at my desktop. But even the you had kind of touched on what you wear too, and I definitely notice a difference in how I feel and like how confident I feel oh, if I'm absolutely. not fully dressed and like fully made up and like not crazy, but like all the things and getting ready. I sure. completely feel different doing that. So I think that's definitely a good one to note. And then, yeah, I talk with my hands a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> I am flinging hands everywhere and I'm pretty sure everyone can see them. So that's good. Good for me. <laughs> it's good for you. And be mindful. You're not orchestrating you yeah. know, for it. So you don't want it to have too much jazz hands, but just yep. enough that you're making your point and people feel like they can lean into you and listen. The other thing that you touched upon about like what to wear, it's like, it's not so much what we wear, but it's how it makes us feel. Yeah. Brittany. And so like what you said, like your confidence comes through in your voice, just like you can exude warmth or coldness. Yeah. Apathy or empathy with your voice it comes through. So anything that helps us to feel like our best will show up in our voice. Yeah, I love it. The, the other thing I want to mention is that it Zoom or Facebook Lives, it's so hard to like, especially if there's multiple people on the line, like, where do I look? And I'm talking. And so what the audience sees is you looking sideways because you're yeah. talking to people. <laughs> I would say try to maneuver your screen so that you can have people up at the top row or have it on speak. If you're on Zoom, you can set it so uh, that when the person is speaking, they come up front and center. You always want to make sure that you're looking directly at the camera, even when talking, because eye contact is critical. And even though you can't see people looking back at you, they can see you talking to them. And that's incredibly important, especially if you're doing business meetings where there's pitches, some negotiations, any of those kinds of things come through. There's also something about it. Like when you, if you're not on zoom and you're on the phone, I have done this with people I don't know very well. I'll look up, look up their LinkedIn account so I can pull up their picture. And when I'm on the phone, I'm talking to the picture because how I speak to someone face to face, sounds different than when I'm just talking into what feels like thin air. Yeah. Right. No, that's a, that's a really good one. I've never even thought about doing that. It's like, so that you can see them, even though you can't see them. I really like that. Absolutely. And I would say, you know, there's a couple other things that are just kind of nuanced and you figure it out. But if, if you walk around, uh, close your camera so that people aren't getting vertigo while yeah. watching, you, <laughs> watching you walk. Or we don't have a mishap where we have seen online uh, where a woman is on a, a call with a variety, a lot of people, and she uses the restroom not remembering oh that she's 
<laughs> actually online. So she actually puts her computer down. She's not, but it's capturing her using yes. the restroom. Oh, goodness. It's like, part of me is like, oh my gosh, I can see that happening. Part of me is giggling. And the other part is like, you know, this is our new reality. We don't know how to handle this. Totally. Yeah, it, it is. It is. And like I said, for you and I and, and business owners that already have these online businesses, like we can still get a lot of information from you. Just what you're telling us, these little things we just don't even think about, but this is not, not normal for us. Like we're like, Oh yeah, just get on zoom. I was talking to somebody the other day actually, and she doesn't have a business online and like had never even thought about that, but is trying to figure out ways how to do that. Right. And I was like, Oh, you could totally like do a cake decorating class and you could just do it on zoom. And she was like, what the heck is zoom? And I was like, Oh, I forgot. Everybody doesn't know what zoom is. <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's definitely a crazy time that we're all in and um, a big transition for people that haven't done it before. Absolutely. And so we give each other grace. These, yeah. <laughs> are, these, these kind of tips that I, I am talking about are just like being able to show up uh, in a way that helps others be comfortable in this newness and helps you also be comfortable and let your 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 best shine through, whether it's your, your pitching or you're just holding space for people and you're listening. Yesterday I had a cohort meeting with new client and there's 15 of us, most of whom have not met one another. And so uh, I wanted to show up in my best self and be present, show them that I was listening and that, I, that I'm in it. And so I was practicing all of these things, whether people caught it or not, uh, I felt purposeful and attentive and uh, I felt like I was honoring the people that I was meeting for the first time and really listening intently and um, and listening intentionally versus thinking about like, oh, uh, uh, what was that question? Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, things like that. The other thing I want to say about this, this is more f uh, a funny story, is wear, wear pants you're okay with people seeing you in because <laughs> especially if you're working uh, and you have children underfoot like I have my two-year-old uh I might have to get up in a moment second so notice so yep, <laughs> I yep. definitely want to wear something that I'm not totally embarrassed to be in uh because your camera will catch that yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah everyone that's doing the yoga pants on the bottom and the cute shirt on top yeah definitely yeah be it, prepared for movement <laughs> yeah absolutely and you know this this last piece that I want to help people remember is that, um, you know, check your own emotionality. Anything you're feeling is written on your face. And like our face tells so many stories. In my case, it wasn't always telling the right story, but it was telling <laughs> a story. Right. Yeah. And so, um, this goes, whether you're on a virtual meeting or on a phone meeting that, the emotionality that you're feeling comes out on your face, but it also comes out in your voice. So you want to be really mindful about the timing that you're taking your phone calls and setting things up. If you are rushed, hurried, and <sighs> like deep breathing because you're running from the neck, you know, scatter your appointments a little bit differently. Give yourself 20 minutes in between so you can do your <sighs> woosa moment. Yes. Oh my gosh. Before. I tell people to add buffer time between their meetings all the time. Dude, I see it, too many people back to back meetings and like, yeah. it's just rushed for sure. Yeah. It's rushed, but it, it also, the anxiety of my <sighs> like, sorry, Brittany, I'm running late. That's also contagious, right? Yeah. And I don't mean yep. to use that word contagious in this time of, of something that we have going on in the world, but 
our our energy is contagious and so you in no way want to start your meetings off feeling anxious or evoking anxiety in, in the person that you're talking with and yeah, all of this is sure. one good etiquette but the other part is really just being mindful of of what you're giving uh, as you hold your meetings both online and, and offline. Yeah. And I was going to ask too, do you have kind of tips on whether people should take phone meetings versus virtual meetings? Like if that is an option, like if there's maybe a person who, I, I don't know, maybe just does not like getting on video as much okay. as they do just chatting, like, do you kind of have any tips around, um, that I guess I don't know if that's really a full question, but <laughs> if they have the option to communicate in yeah. two different ways, like what, what tips do you have for that? Yeah, I, I thanks for saying that because I think it, it's real. Breath is so incredible. Like it's so incredible, right? Not only do we need it, but it tells stories and emotions. And so many people often speak on the, on the intake of breath. And you end up getting this like forced tone or you run out of breath. Have you ever been on the phone call where oh, someone's yeah. like talking very quickly or in presentation and they're running out of breath? Yep. They're typically not ill. What is happening is that they're breathing on the intake instead of breathing on the out breath. And that causes the breathlessness and also the, the voice to sort of start cracking a little bit. So I'd say, you know, breathe and take time and and space out your words. There's recognize that people are, are listening. They're taking notes. You can't see them. They, they might be nodding their head in agreement with you, all of those kinds of things. But you are actually able to make more connection when you're, you're breathing and you're, you're sounding comfortable because the com comfort translates into confidence over the phone. And yeah, we always, for sure. We always want to, to um, promote our own confidence about the, work we're talking about or just in connection. Maybe this person is not work related, but uh, six degrees of separation. You never know who knows. Yeah, him, right? <laughs> for so. sure. So with all of this, I mean, like I said, I find this super interesting with like lie detection and body language and all of that kind of stuff. Like what, if you can tell maybe a story and obviously you don't have to tell who or anything, any specific details, but like what has been maybe one of your most interesting clients that you've worked with and were able to work with to help them through something? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I know. I, I didn't give you that ahead of time. I'm just oh, I on the spot. <laughs> you know, I, I think um, I'm thinking of a gentleman that I worked with who incredibly knowledgeable and really charismatic does better on a person to person than on the phone. Yeah. And that's because he's not able to read anything. So he's just He's just talking, but what, what was happening is he was like, I'm not making the cut with people. Like I'm getting, I'm getting no's and we walked through the process and they said, I want you to, to sort of think about like, I'm the client, I'm potentially a client. We walked through all this process and in that, when I'm listening to him talk, he's talking so fast that I just started jotting down the feelings I was having as he was talking and it was like anxiety, um, I'm feeling dumb because I have no idea what he's yeah. like. I don't, I don't know what he's talking about necessarily. And he's not slowing down and he's just going and there's no pause. And I don't even know where to like put the stop sign up for him because he can't see me. Okay. Right. Yeah. So 
And in that, in his talking fast, he started to get crackly voice. And I was like, whoa, he's getting major vocal fry in his, you know, six minute monologue. Yeah. (laughs) And so we were able to sort of backtrack that down and like start to slow down. Like your tone of voice is critical. If I sound like this, you know, you might get a different opinion of me than I, than if I sound like this. Yeah, for sure. So we started to work on, on tone of voice. And then one of the biggest things I, I, that we worked on and he's reporting like, Hey, I'm not doing it anymore is vocal fry. Have you heard of vocal fry, Brittany? You know what that is? Um, just from the couple of times that you've mentioned it, but, um, yeah, not, not a whole lot. So vocal fry is something to avoid. It's, it comes out in a shaky voice. Uh, it goes off raspy or creaky you might have had it yourself if you were sick you know had a respiratory like uh, cold or uh, nasal like allergies and your voice starts to sound like this (laughs) right (laughs) it starts to sound really uh or if you have back to back to back to back to back meetings with no time between (laughs) yes and your and your throat starts to burn a little bit in the back it's called fry because it actually sounds like bacon it's like creakily like Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that happens when we don't take in enough breath because when we breathe and speak, we're essentially pushing air through our, our vocal cords. And so when we breathe, like take a deep breath in, we're allowing our vocal cords then to rub to, together. They, yeah. they start to rub together and that vibration creates the, the voice right? It creates the sound. So when we start tightening our voice, when we start uh, not breathing well enough for our vocal cords to get the air that they need to then expand and then come back together and rub, we start to hear that vocal fry. And so why is that important? It's important because it undermines your message. Not only is it hard to listen to, but it also mimics anxiety. So the fast paced talking plus the vocal fry, plus I'm not getting any cues. So I don't know if I should stop talking or keep going. I don't know if your silence is acceptance or if your silence is because you can't get a word in, but it starts to all perpetrate and sound like anxiety. And so that's why you want to avoid that. So this guy is amazing at what he does with his slowing down, with his taking some better breaths. He was, he alleviated the vocal fry and he slowed down and actually gave people an opportunity to say, Hey, tell me more about that. Or like, I don't know what that means. And his sales went right up. That's what I was going to ask. So, (laughs) and we like that, these are things that I don't even ever really think about. And I'm sure a lot of people don't either when they're communicating just in the day-to-day business or on zoom or virtual versus in person. Um, I was going to say it had to have had an impact on his sales and his bottom line, right? His bottom line, he said, you know, he said, first of all, in the first few few calls that I was doing, I was keeping people on the phone longer. He said, but my sales, he's like, I, they went up 40%. And oh, that, wow. was ju- that was just on my, on the phone calls. So that's amazing. Yeah. I, I think that that's an incredibly telling. He's the first person who actually like, I spent time looking at the money, the impact, the ROI of us working together, because I think other people need to know, Hey, how you're showing up, not just physically, but how you're showing up on the phone and how you're talking 
really has an impact. He's like, it affected my bottom line. So he's, he's a big fan and yeah, I'm so grateful that his, <laughs> I'm glad that we did that work for him because now in a time where he's doing more cold calls and he's on the phone doing more work that this gives him that upper hand around actually being able to, to create better business relationships. Yeah, for sure. So let's kind of do maybe the flip side of the personal side of this. Cause you kind of had touched on doing things with like dating and things like that. Just give us some kind of like, I don't know, insight or maybe some things that you notice on the personal level not necessarily business that, um, affect kind of the way that we show up. Oh, sure. So folks who are like me, a little awkward and are not, <laughs> You know, we'd rather be in our PJs watching TV or taking a call versus being out in the real world uh, <laughs> networking. <laughs> so there are plenty of things that just personally, I it's horrible because sometimes I get into my, I'm just watching people. And part of yeah. that is so that I don't have to talk. Right? Yep. <laughs> but, but I noticed that, um, you know, there's a lot of self-soothing going on. And right now, as we're mindful of things that we touch and even how often we touch our own, you know, our own hands, face and things like that, I would say the biggest thing that I see people doing, um, even when they are networking and, and they sound confident, that there's a lot of self-soothing. So like the arm rubbing, the hand rolling um, for women and men, uh, preening, like sort of touching their hair, putting their hair behind their ear or making sure that it's it's in place, even though they yep. don't have a mirror. Um, <laughs> I'm saying that because I do that because I'm the <laughs> awkward, like introverted networker that stands there awkwardly until people come over. Yep. That's me. <laughs> so you totally get it. It There's also um, some things that I've taught myself from my training is when you're in a networking event, there are prime places to stand for people like you and I, right? So Always position yourself near the bar. Yes. Even if you're just <laughs> drinking seltzer water, it doesn't have to be an alcoholic beverage, but make sure you get something to drink. Make sure you grab a napkin and then stand, you know, maybe a foot or two away because that is the prime area to strike up a conversation, right? Yep. That's the prime area to say like, hey, what are you drinking? That looks great. To just make connection or like, hey, you know, what brings you here? Those kinds of things that are easy versus people who sort of congregate like where people get name tags or, or when they first come in through the door. Um, those aren't good places because people are coming in and they're immediately assessing either where's the food and drink or where people I know. Yep. So they, they don't want, they're not ready to meet new people when they're signing in, you know, to get their name tag or just arriving. Yeah. Always position yourself near, near the, <laughs> near the food. No, I, I love that. Cause that's <laughs> what I, that's what I do. <laughs> like, it, I'm like, yep, we're going to go straight to the bar and we're going to stand here until people come up to us. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I mentioned always grab a napkin and I'll tell you why. Because when we can go back to a time and place when we can shake hands, shaking hands and having a great handshake is worth three hours of FaceTime. Okay. I, I, I can't even tell you how yeah. to. I know some of my, my Gen Zs are like, we don't handshake. I'm like, <laughs> this bump, if you're doing, if you're in a multi-generational space and there are boomers and Gen Xs in the room, handshake. And the reason I say carry a napkin is because you want to make sure that you have a, 
a nice dry firm handshake so yeah. that so that you know the the napkin's going to help keep that under bay even if you know some of us have conditions where our hands just naturally are moist yeah. um that napkin is a good excuse to to wipe off and then you know say hello to somebody so yeah. No, I love that. That's, I mean, <laughs> again, these are tiny things that I feel like you don't think about until someone points them out or tells you that these are the things you need to be doing at these different types of events and meeting people. And yeah, I mean, you're right. Handshakes are huge. And that's why in this virtual space, it's so hard to make sure that that communication and connection is still there because you can't do that. Absolutely. And your voice, your vocal, your tone can help to create that trust, know, and like factor and amp up your credibility and amp up your influence and your warmth and charisma factor just by your tone. And those little tips I said were like pull back so people can see your hands while you're speaking. Your hands are your trust factors. Most people will think that your your eyes or your lips, you know, as you talk, that those are trust factors. No. We don't like when we see people standing with their hands behind their back just talking and like, they almost look like they're always observing. We tend not to trust that. Our lizard brain's yeah. like, hmm, I don't know that. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so the same goes when we're online. You know, utilize those trust factors to, to build connection. I love that. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's just so many things you just don't think about that are communicating, even though you're not communicating with your words. Absolutely. RBF, RBF yeah. is built. <laughs> It's real. It's real. <laughs> yeah. And, and so is the tone of our voice, you know, not, I like to tell people also to help avoid vocal fry. This might help is that we have octaves in our voice. And so, uh, the higher you go, the, the more tired your vocal cords will get, unless that's your natural tone. But most of us speak at a lower tone. So I always invite you to think about the next lower tone. Okay. Uh, very to cool. help to relax your your vocal cords a little bit and not get so tense and t- and tight when you are talking a lot. Awesome. Like yeah, <laughs> no, that's, these are all amazing tips. And again, like I said, these are things like I don't even think about, and we just kind of just do things and do these Zoom meetings, and um, it can make a huge difference. Especially like you were talking about in the sales situation where. He literally just made a, t- a couple tiny tweaks here and there and increased his bottom line. That's huge. Yeah. I'm awesome. so proud of him. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, okay. So kind of shifting more to systems and types, those types of things. So with these people and everyone kind of working from home now, do you have any like favorite productivity hacks or work from home tips that have really helped you in, I know you've already had an online business, so it's a little bit easier for us, but any of your favorite productivity hacks that you would like to share? Yeah, I, um, I like doing the, the Promodoro where I do 20 minutes of work and then I take 10 minutes to sort of just like deep breath, get a drink of water, check on my little one, whatever that might be. I typically don't like to work in 20 minute increments, but I have found that um, because I do work remotely. However, when I'm serving my clients, it's all face-to-face training, right? So I am not, I'm not out, I'm not able to get out there. And when I'm out there, even as an introvert, that gives me enough of what I need to keep going. But right now working straight through, I can't do it. So the 20 minutes and then the 10 minute break, 
I feel like I'm getting a lot more done when I'm able to get things done. I'm trying to show myself some grace in that regard. Yes. Of, I, I'm not my productivity, but I'm most produ- productive when I'm using that 20, 2010 model. Yeah, no, I definitely, I love the, love the Pomodoro method. I just talked about it in another episode. I think it's going to come out after this one. So we'll put the links in the show notes and stuff, but <laughs> different tips and things for at home and productivity is huge, huge, huge trying to balance with everything else that's going on here. And it's crazy how much more productive you are doing that by working for 20 minutes and taking five or 10 off than if you were to just keep working through. I think so many people are like, no, I have to keep going. I have so much to do, but you're actually so much more productive when you like reset almost and then come back for sure. Yes. Yes. Resetting is always good. We do even do the resets when we're in public, you know, taking a break, um, drinking water, make, making sure you're staying hydrated. All of those kinds of things are impact, you know, how we communicate and how we're, how productive we are. Yeah. It, uh, all of these things will affect your productivity bottom line. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Awesome. Well, do you have any last thoughts or last tips that you can think of that you would want to share with anyone? Well, I would love, so if you go to my website, there's a little spot for you to um, let me know that you'd love my, uh, I don't even know what I call them, but they're basic body language tips, so like a 101. So if you click on that, then you'll get my my 101 tips. And then if you drop me an email, even better because I'll send you some conversation starters which are really awesome, especially if you're doing some like uh, online happy hours or get togethers (laughs) with new communities. I know I am. I'm in in new communities where our work was in the, in like this physical space, but now we've had to move everything. And so we're sort of like trying to get to know one another. So these conversation starters are really helpful. So if you're interested in those, you can send me an email at Danielle at Danielle Nava consulting. Yeah. And we'll put that in the links in the show notes and everything too. Um, I'm going to have to go download those because I have, let's see, I had a virtual networking this morning. I have another one. I have like five this week and I have a virtual dinner party scheduled. So that should be interesting. (laughs) Um, But I'm going to have to go download those. So I have some conversation starters. So everybody be sure to go grab those tips because I think they're super, super crucial, not just in this virtual workspace, but even when we go back from all of this craziness. So yeah, definitely go grab those and then be sure to check out our free training that we've got over on our website, the four-part framework for working on your business instead of in your business without letting things slip through the cracks because now more than ever, it's imperative that we're working smarter, not harder, and that we're actually efficient so that we can get stuff done working from home. (laughs) So um, I'm going to walk through my road to scalability method and give you some tips and systems that you need to save 10 hours plus on your backend business tasks. So thank you so much, Danielle, for hopping on. Everybody go follow her. Um, do you hang out and on a specific social media platform the most? Yes. On my Instagram, Dnava Consulting, I post fun stories, giveaways, yes. collaborations. <laughs> that's, so, that's my go-to nowadays too is Instagram. I do all the stories and, and fun stuff. So yeah, it's just fun. So find me there. And Brittany, thank you so much. Thanks for yes, doing this work and 
And thanks for letting me come, come and hang out with you. For sure. Thank you so much for coming. Um, everybody go check out her stuff, download her stuff, and be sure to check out our free training. Um, as always, if you want to leave us a review and share with your biz besties, we very much appreciate that as well. So thanks so much for coming and we'll see you next time.